Fix the World podcast with Sam and Katie. Welcome to Fix the World with Sam, Avery and me, Katie Tracy, where we try and fix your problems one by one. How are you, Sam? I'm good, thanks. It's nice to be back in Shay Tracy again. Mm. Yeah. What was it called? The Thunderbirds one? Was it Tracy Island? Tracy Island, Do you ever call your house Tracy Island? Never. Never. (laughs) (laughs) They made one on Blue Peter as well, didn't they? They showed you how to make your own. Yeah, I think it took like several hundred weeks. Yeah, and loads of eggs. Yeah. By the end of it, you've got all these dietary complaints. Did you ever try and make something like that? Uh, never know. I hated Blue Peter as a kid. I just thought it was awful. Cause we they, weren't really allowed to watch it because it was like too middle class. It, it was incredibly middle class. It and was also, like, get this shit off. And, and Get what, a real job then. <laughs> but they would never teach you how to do something that was useful. They'd always seem to be like making things. And then if you if you wrote in and they, they featured your letter, you got a Blue yeah. Peter badge. And I remember thinking, I'd love a Blue Peter badge. But all yeah. you got from a Blue Peter badge, you got like free entry to like all these gardens and I thought it was boring ah, I want stuff. sweets yeah it, and it was like and now we're gonna tell you how to get your pony Jim Connor ready <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like no can you tell me how to get the bread things on me BMX so it sounds like it's got a motor that's yeah. what I need to yeah. learn I remember them yeah this week grouse hunting with granddad <laughs> yeah John Noakes climbs Nelson's column <laughs> Like I've been on the scaffy on the ice. I'm not even impressed. Yeah, exactly. The be- <laughs> the best bit on that show is when the uh, the horse did the big shit at the back, and uh, I think that was the highlight. Was it an ele- horse or an elephant? Either way, it was. There was I think many animals everywhere. did shits in that studio. Yeah, Poor John Nooks must have had a shoe budget, like the <laughs> Melda Marcos. The amount of time yeah, they had yeah. to buy new shoes all the time. Maybe that was just the animals' way, just like. Mm. giving their opinion on the show because that's pretty much how I felt about the show but um, yeah never made Tracy Ireland no, oh send, send send mums and nans out the room while we show you how to make a decorative cover for a tissue box yeah hey mate can you show me how to skin up because all, all right, my mates can mate. do it I'll just go and rob some daffodils off the central reservation this Mother's Day like <laughs> usual not sitting around with sticky back plastic yeah no one ever had that double sided like plastic stuff anyway no. did they I mean, that was like gold dust back in the 80s. I do remember one time, me nan got us all stuff to make Christmas decorations with like um, cardboard, like making little circles and covering them in glitter and all that. And yeah. they ended up not getting put up and there was just glitter still in the house the following August the in bits ki- of rooms. Yeah. That- it's horrible. Kids' decorations is just, it's crap, isn't it? It's like, it just looks dead manky we 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 made loads I and mean, i think we all my dad just felt obliged to put on the christmas tree for a while like you know like tinsel and stuff and mm. like bog roll holders with like bits of like glitter on and stuff and just we just stick it on the end of the tree my brother made one it was uh, a kangaroo body and rolf harris's uh head and obviously well, that's how he used to draw himself wasn't exactly it? yeah that's how he pulled the hood over all of us he pretended to be half that was also his alibi <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was in the zoo with the other kangaroos look <laughs> Look, I've got a drawing of it. Uh, yeah, look, listen to the Joey, see what he says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, how have you been? Been Sound. up to anything? Up to nothing, really. We're umming and ahhing whether to go on holiday or not, because it's just like with all the restrictions, but... I think you should go. I think I should go as well. Maybe we should just all try and just get back to normal now. Yeah, but then if we test positive while we're out there, we have to then quarantine in Spain for another 10 days. Now, I think if that was just me on my own, Another 10 days in a hotel on my own. 
I don't think that'd be too bad. Yeah, but you're quarantined in your room. I just feel like it ends up being like Midnight Express, where you'd just be like <laughs> holed up in a cell, covered in sweat. Yeah, just making like monuments out, like, you know. Then being released into the bright sun after 10 days, COVID-free, but riddled with like scary. Yeah, yeah, just all like weird like skin tags and stuff <laughs> on your face and yeah. those little marks on your nails. Like the singing detective covered in mosquito bites. <laughs> but you're COVID-free, so it's sad. COVID-free. How was it, Sam? It wasn't too bad. <laughs> I've got hair for the first time in 10 years. All sorts of beard stuff. So um, this week we're going to we're gonna attack uh, the subject of cookery programmes. How are we going to fix cookery programmes? Can we start this off by an admission from me and a question to you is that I don't watch that many cookery programmes. Do you? I watch loads of cookery okay, programmes. Okay, so that should balance it out quite nicely then. I am. Um, if there's nothing on telly that I want to watch, I will stick on the Food Network. Unless, and there is a caveat here, unless it's Jamie Oliver that goes off. Who's the other one I can't watch? Um, it'll come back to me. But Jamie Oliver specifically makes me want to just boot me telly off yeah. the shelf. I, I find most of the top five famous ones quite annoying. Even mm. I think it's because they're everywhere and the books are everywhere. I mean, someone like Joe Wicks, I think like he's got this great personal story about how he's, you know, works so hard. He's, he's obviously just put loads of effort into what he does, but he's got a new book coming out every three minutes. And it, when, when I walk past Waterstones, it's just like Joe Wicks everywhere. Man needs to have a holiday. Yeah. Go go on an all-inclusive, put That's some weight on. That's the thing, on. though. If someone becomes marginally popular, the media just overexposes them to the point where you're just like, I hate that prick. Yeah. Where you never used to. Not when there was four channels and not many books yeah. and no social media. You just get a little bit of everything. Social media has made us haters. It's made us hate ourselves and hate everyone else. Um, but I, I suppose I, the the cookery programs that I do know of and do really enjoy are probably the ones that are a bit more off the wall. Man versus food was one that I used to like. What's your favourite? Um, my favourite cooking show probably of all time. The old Keith Floyd ones because they were hilarious oh, and he'd the... get absolutely smashed and he'd be out a, a pan of boiling oil on a ship in the North <laughs> Sea and it would be splashing everywhere and he wouldn't be asked because he'd be on the port. And he'd just be drinking, wouldn't he, all the way through? And he'd be just rude to his cameraman and rude to his director. He was just hilarious, but I love Nigella as well. Yeah. I love the way she owns what she does. I really appreciate that and she's, think she's funny. Yeah, she's very distinctive. Yeah. Is she still kind of like mildly sexual, the way she talks about oh, spatulas? Oh, yeah, but she knows, she knows what she's doing. Yeah. What I don't understand is that she cooks in the kitchen and she'll do like a whole big meal and it'll just be fairy lights everywhere. And I'm thinking, put the fucking big light on. <laughs> I, I can't see properly anyway, but I couldn't see a recipe. I wouldn't I wouldn't chop an onion finely with just fairy lights to be able to see it. No, you'd be losing bits of your fingers, yeah, wouldn't really you? You're really a spotlight, girl. Put them on. Yeah, get them on. Make the most of all but the But I think it's just, obviously, it's a filter as well. It's good, it's good, it's for, good for Yeah, it's good for your face, isn't it? I, I look better in a dim light than a, <laughs> than a, than a bright light, definitely. But um, I'm a really bad cook as well, I think. So I think that's why maybe I'm I'm a little bit detached from some cooking programs because I can't really can't really cook. I, I'm I'm trying to learn, but I'm rubbish at like cutting up. Like you mentioned, cutting up an onion that takes me twenty five minutes to cut an onion up because I'm just so like fingers and thumbs all over yeah, the place. It takes practice if you don't if you're not used to doing it. But yeah. cooking programs really taught me to cook because like 
when we were kids, my granddad did all the cooking and he thought he was dead, like, <laughs> like into cuisine. He, he went away to sea. So we were like the first house in Kirby to have like curry. Oh, yeah. Or when... like garlic bread. He'd make garlic bread from scratch with real garlic cloves and a baguette and he'd wrap it in foil and we'd wow. be like, that, eh, that stinks, I'm not eating that, that's that. And he'd be like, like it, it's garlic bread. And we'd be like, that, no, I'm not eating it. And then you'd eat it and go, actually, that's nice. And then go to school and get bullied because your breath's done. <laughs> Like, what have you been eating? You stink. Oh, God. Here she comes. Garlic but bread But then girl. sometimes it'd be like things that were just not meant to be consumed by a human. Like you'd walk in and there'd be a big pressure cooker on the house. It'd stink. And you'd be like, what's for tea? And you'd go, it's just some pig's tails. And you're like, <laughs> like what the fuck? Why are we eating like this? Yeah. Like Victorian pet, like yeah. urchins. Yeah. Just the, the boiling stuff that you found around the back. Yeah. yeah. Or like you go in, what's for tea? Goulash. Who in Kirby eats goulash? Why? It's, Why are we having goulash? It's 1982. It's a great word though, and it? We got offered that in school once and we all just kind of like chose pizza and chips because mm. they used to give us a choice. I think it was about eight and they said, you can have pizza and chips or you can have Hungarian goulash. And we all just laughed and went, yeah, all right. <laughs> that's, that's a funny comedy choice. We'll have the pizza and chips, please. And I think they knew that. I'm sure they weren't ready to make it. But yeah, Man vs. Food's probably my favourites. Yeah, I used to really like that. And I used to think, I'd love to go to these these diners where they sell all this stuff. But now, I, they've started to repeat it on one of the channels and I saw an advert for it. And I was watching him just shove a gigantic, whatever, sandwich or something in his mouth. And I just thought, this is obscene. Yeah, The horrible. amount of food he consumes in one programme and the amount of like... I'm sorry to be like, like liberal about it and ruin the fun, but there's so much hunger in the world. And then you've got these programs where people are just shoveling like three foot wide pizzas down the throat in an hour for a bet. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting, but I'll, I do love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. I think yeah. I, I'm because I'm an absolute pig myself when it comes to food and I have to be really, really mindful of what I'm eating because if I open the gates of hell, I am just, I'm all in. For like yeah. days and days. I'm like an addict. I'll yeah. just open and I'll just be like pouring gravy onto me face. Hot piping gravy. Just like. Rah! So when I watch Man vs. Food, I go, he's worse than me. I don't yeah. feel as bad now. And I would love to go to one of those competitions. Would I, you? I, do you think you could yeah, do it? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I think I could. I think I could compete. I think he trains this guy, doesn't he? I was reading some article about him. He, he kind of, he trains before. And I don't mean like physically. I mean, well, he'll, he doesn't he'll, do it anymore. He's quit now. He's quit. Yeah. He's, he's hung up his big fat pants. And uh, I think he, he's got other shows now, but it's not the same as if we want to see him like sweating, looking like he's on the brink of death, trying to eat a fourth Scotch egg. Yeah, like, where does it end when he chokes to death? <laughs> That's the big season finale, isn't it? But the one thing about Man vs. Food, I think it opens our eyes to being a bit more creative. Like, we all love chips, but the, like, the most inventive thing we ever did with chips was put salt and vinegar on them. But then you watch this and they go, how can we make chips better? I know, let's fry them in butter. <laughs> let's take them out of that, then let's cover them in melted cheese and chilli. Then let's fry it in butter again. And then take it out and put it on a bomb cake, cover it in butter, and fry it in butter again. Oh, Jesus and you're Christ. Like, you make Why haven't I ever thought of this? Because double double cooked chips was a big thing. Mm. It's not enough anymore. Triple, triple cooked, cooked chips. chips. I, I had triple cup, cooked chips last night. And I was like, but I'm cooking them. Did I've you triple got... cook them yourself? No, did a bollocks. I got them from M&S. <laughs> <laughs> well, my wife got them from M&S. Ain't nobody got time and, to triple cook chips. No, I've, I'm a busy man. I'm, I'm busy. I don't know what I'm doing, but I, I can't be triple cooking anything. I'm busy sitting anything. on my fat hole yeah. to be triple cooking chips. <laughs> 
So they were triple cooked when I got them, and then I put them in the oven. So surely that makes them quadruple cooked chick. This is a mouth tongue twister. So anyway, but they were very nice. I've had um, truffle oil and parmesan chips as well. Yeah. That are very good. So um, I suppose... Quadruple, that's like maths plus chips equals <laughs> extra flavour. Yeah, equals a coronary. I mean, everything tastes better with fat in. That's why George Foreman grills are shit. Yeah. Because all the fat drains away. They take all the good stuff out. Fat, What's the point salt, of a dry burger? Sugar. They're the things. Mm. And apparently that's because we... When we were cavemen, we didn't get enough salt mm. and sugar. So you just, you feel it and you're like, ah, and you just got to, you, you know. There's also um, a couple of cookery programs I like. One is called um, The Barefoot Contessa. And it's a lady called Ina and she lives in the Hamptons in New York. Oh, she's good. got this amazing house and she makes amazing food and she's got this big garden and she has lots of well-to-do friends and they go down to the beach and have cookouts and shrimp outs and it's a very as- very aspirational show yeah but also she's got this husband called jeffrey who works away all week and then comes home over weekends they have chicken on a friday and uh, is this scripted or is this reality it's reality yeah. and i'm just fascinated by her lifestyle <laughs> and i totally like guess at what Je- i said to me mum i reckon jeffrey is like an accountant for the mob or something because it's always dead vague what he does and my mum was like no he's the dean of a university i googled it and i'm like we need to get a life, don't yeah. we, Ange? Do you know what I mean? Let's say you do. You do look at your own life when you look at something like that, and you, you just feel a little bit sad, don't you? Yeah. That it's never going to live. And up then to the that. pioneer woman, she lives on a ranch in Oklahoma, and she's got like four big, tall kids and a really sexy cowboy husband, and she just she doesn't even really cook. She just puts like jarred pasta sauce in things <laughs> and about five different types of cheese. Um, so, and it's right up my street there. And and are they cooking it for someone or for you? Or is it like well, she, It's always a reason. Like one time she'll go, oh, lad's on the ranch burning cattle. So I'm going to make some nice food to take out to him for his lunch. And like you think like lad's just like down the path. No, she'll make it. And then it's a two hour drive to whichever pasta, pasture he's at. Oh, Jesus. But she's like... I'm just going to make some pork chops and some potato salad and some nice Kool-Aid. And you're just like, that's a packed lunch. In my day, a packed lunch was like one slice of wafer-thin ham, two slices of bread, frube. It's got to be sweaty as well. Yeah. The sandwiches have got to be sweaty. Maybe a satsuma that you're just going to leave or put in the bed on the way home so your mum doesn't tell you off. Yeah. That'd be a good show, wouldn't it? Packed lunches. Making pack lunches for kids that well, kids are going to eat. This, and I, could, this could be a fix. Yeah, this well, because uh, I thought a fix could be make them a bit more. I mean, you've said that for your own personal experience, they they taught you how to cook and like inspired you to cook. And maybe because I haven't watched any, we can make that connection that I don't cook as much. Mm. Well, I'm trying to get better at it, but like realistic cookery programs to teach you how to do because I can't relate to that because I don't live in a ranch you know and I, if if I've got I had some people I talked about getting a, a tree chopped down the other week I took them out some food but it was like some stale digestive biscuits and like a bottle of water that was it because like you know I don't live on a ranch but maybe a show that teaches you how to cook I, I always thought when I had little kids like a, a show that teaches you how to cook a basic kids meal while the kids are hanging off your legs, screaming at you. If you can just focus, double like t- jeopardy. That'd be that'd be a good name for it. Yeah. No, there are. Well, I always thought that about cooking programs because you see, this is why I can't watch Jamie Oliver because he's just tits around too much and he doesn't serve food on a plate. We've all seen this. He'll serve food on like 
One day I was I saw a clip of it. He did chicken with like polenta mash or something and whatever. And instead of putting it on a plate or in, in a big bowl, he, he he saved it on like a a breadboard, a chopping board. I'm like, well, that mash is going to come off the sides. They put gravy on it. Oh, you can't put gravy with, on without sides. It needs a lip to yeah. contain the gravy. I'd rather have it this in This seems... One time, it was like... I think it was a, a car wheel chip. He saved some food on one time. <laughs> he, and, he, and he's got a big, nice house. I'm sure he's got lots of crockery. But he insists on saving food on, like, half a brick. Yeah, or meatballs in like, an ashtray. Like, showing off, lads. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So that irritates me, but there was one cookery program years ago, and I don't think it was an Australian one, and it was when the Food Network first started. Me and my mum were just obsessed with it, and it was called Four Ingredients, and it was these two Australian women, and it was the kind of cooking program that you need if you don't cook. So they'd be like, welcome to Four Ingredients. Today we're going to make apple pie with just four ingredients. (laughs) And then she was like, so here's our list of ingredients. Frozen pastry, pineapple, (laughs) egg wash. That was it. Oh, and probably a pie tin. Yeah. And all you have to do is roll the pastry out, put it in the pie tin, <laughs> put the put the apple in the, in the pastry, put the lid on, and then put egg wash over it, and then put it in the oven. See Four you. ingredients. See you next and week. And you're just like, this is absolutely. I, this is the kind of cooking I need. I, I could have done life. with that show because when I moved to university, <laughs> I couldn't cook pasta. I didn't know how to cook pasta. That's Aww. pathetic. I was twenty years old. I blame me dad's not like traditionally you blame your mum, but my dad just used to do, do everything for me. And I had to be taught as a cook pasta. Pasta. But if a TV show could teach you that, it sounds like four ingredients, but he yeah. did that. Yeah, just like here's the simple way. Just, you know, get some pasta, boil a kettle, <laughs> maybe make sure you don't spill it. And then I didn't know how long to leave it in the pan. You know, yeah. so and like it always used to get, go dead soggy and audible and stuff. Wait until the pasta bows become the size of actual dicky bows. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think. More, I mean, maybe maybe there's more shows like that that are just really like. It's t- opened our eyes to more different types of. Food. My fella said to me the other week, "I'd never eaten hummus until I met you." Oh my god, that's so romantic, isn't it? Yeah. I felt like Professor what's his name of uh, my fair lady, Professor Higgins. <laughs> <laughs> A whole new world has opened since I met you. It's funny some some foods though that we do consider to be like quite normal now, like hummus. Like mm. whereas like five ten years ago, it was seen as like dare I say a poncy. Well, I don't know if you remember this, but when I was a kid, broccoli was the, the most fancy thing. <laughs> broccoli don't... spears, by the way. We used to eat the stems. They were long stems. Do you mean like the tender stem broccoli? Well, now they call it tender oh. stem, but it was broccoli spears back in the day. I don't say back in the day ever. I can't believe I just said that. I want to go and just <laughs> punch myself. Punch yourself um, in the face. There was no cherry tomatoes. There was no red onions. There was no rocket. And I just, I asked myself, when did these foods become like, when, they were always there. They've they always just, been there. Sweet potatoes, another we one. We never had access to them. No, we never had um, kumquats when I was a kid. No. I don't think I've ever had one Potato, as an adult. Potato, cabbage, carrots, tangerines. It was all the, yeah, it was all the basics, wasn't it? Yeah, broccoli, carrots. I hate hated carrots. Because I, I, vegetables can be quite nice, can't they? Mm. And I think you just got to introduce yourself to some different like flavours. But um, like maybe, maybe a fix would be, more shows where they just, I suppose, when you're moving out of home for the first time, that's when you need to like up your game in it and learn mm. something and learn how to look after yourself. Yeah. And like get all the basic things that you need for a healthy diet into one, you know, into one meal. Cause that's hard as well. Cause I've just, when I went to university, I've just eaten pasta every yeah, day. Beige food. Every day. Beige, yeah. And I just, 
ballooned in size. That'd be good. No beige. No beige before Marbs. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you were a contestant on a cookery show, how do you think you'd get on? I think I'd get too all right, but that's that's the other thing. I used to love MasterChef, but I can't watch Greg Wallace because I just think he spoils everything that he's in. Is he just too intense? He opens his mouth too wide when he eats food. <laughs> if but, um, if I went on MasterChef, I think I'd do all right. But I think that some of the food on there is really quite fiddly, and I can't be doing with all this like, you know, um, foam and like yeah, all the all the trimmings, all, all the little the, weird trimmings all that the they have, yeah. And the kinds of food they have, I'd come out and go, right, I need to go to the chippy now because <laughs> that meal was insubstantial. I am not full of foam. Yeah. Foam's never filled anyone up, has no, it, really? No. I, oh, I couldn't eat any more. Do you want some more foam, love? I couldn't eat another spoonful. Do you want any more foam on your, on your cod? <laughs> I've got loads there. Foamy cod for tea tonight, kids. <laughs> I haven't watched MasterChef, uh, MasterChef since Lloyd Grossman was on it, which is about 40 years ago, isn't it? You used to love that. But I used to work, I used to go out with a girl who worked somewhere, and Lloyd Grossman was I think he was like some kind of head of the charity that she worked for or something. He was connected in some way, but he was never there, obviously. And I phoned her up once, and I thought I'm just going to pretend to be Lloyd Grossman, <laughs> even though I can't really do an impression, and she'll know it's me. And I went like, "Hi, hi, Susan, it's Lloyd here." And she went, oh my God, let me get my supervisor. I went, it's only really me. It's like, not even a good impression. Sounds more like the gremlins of Gremlins too. that can talk. My nan used to fume at um, Kids Master Chef. What are these kids doing with this you? Why aren't they having sausage roll and beans? And then she went through a phase of like, saying we have beans and tomato you. <laughs> <laughs> I made pasta once with, I didn't have any pasta sauce, so I put a can of beans through a colander and used... The beans, the you. beans you with the pasta, which I thought at the time was pretty inventive. This, this you're trying this to impress someone, just myself, <laughs> <laughs> and even even that the, the taste was disappointing. The idea was, I still stand by the idea, but the the the, the results were really poor. One be- time, I decided I wanted to make a roast dinner at the last minute on a Sunday, and I had I, I had chicken and whatever, but I had no potatoes, and I had a box of smash in the cupboards. <laughs> Like it's, I don't even know why. I don't think we ever used it. And I thought, I know what I'll do. So I made the smash, let it go cold, and then made little balls out of it <laughs> and roasted it. And it's like the and most inventive thing I've ever... Yeah, yeah, they were nice. Sounds all right, though. So uh, maybe we could open a, a, like a restaurant where we make like inventive yet kind of shit food. Yeah, I, I think the way we could fix it is have a cooking program that is geared towards people like us. You just go and buy the Super 6 from the Aldi. Yeah, basic stuff, innit? Yeah. How you can make what you've got in your cupboard last Yeah. beyond, you know, the time that it's there. And also, how far past the sell-by date, there you go. What can you do with the tinner pilches and tomato sauce and a chicken stock cube? You uh, know, help me out, cooking programmes. Well, you could smash a window with the tin, <laughs> climb out and go with the chippy. <laughs> You'll walk into traffic because yeah. that's all you've got. Forget about it. You're not getting any enjoyment out of life. <laughs> are, are you a fan of the Bake Off? Um, yeah, I am. I didn't watch the last series. It, it sort of interfered with the Champions League. Uh. Um, so I dipped in and out. But I do like it. But I really... I don't 
I always root for one person and it's, uh, you can guarantee the person I root for from the start will be probably the first or second one out. But I just really like it when they fuck up. I love it when they take the cake to the thing and they're all dead proud and then it just collapses and just, it's proper, I get an enjoyment out of that. Yeah, when it looks like there's an epicenter in the middle and it just kind of, the, the like, top goes, the bottom goes, it's just It's not carnage. that I don't feel sorry for them because I do because they put so much work into it. But I think the judges don't even go... Oh, you know what? We're going to give you the benefits of the doubt because that can happen to anyone. They're like, yeah, it's collapsed, hasn't it? It's fucked up, mate. What have you done there? You know why that's collapsed, don't you? Didn't put too enough lolly sticks in the middle to keep... And you're just like, <laughs> oh, you know, like, don't kick him when he's down. Yeah, it's come on, it's gingerbread castle that's just collapsed and all those little gingerbread men are probably dead now. There was one in one series, I think his name was Raul, and he was like a really lovely guy. But every week when the things got judged, he was just stood there shaking like a shitting dog. And I used to just love watching him. <laughs> Under pressure. Yeah. So uh, send in your fixes to us. Uh, if you've got any fixes for cookery shows or any mm. ideas. Or if you'd like us to fix anything in the future. And we will uh, we'll try and get to you if we can. We will try. Did you think we fixed cooking programs? I think that's a pretty firm idea. But th- I've got a problem, right across the board with my life is I'll have an idea and I'll go that's a great idea why is no one doing that and then I'll google it and I'll see that loads of people are doing it so my, maybe people are listening thinking mate there's loads of shows like that there's loads of shows that get you kind of you know that basic intermediate level of cooking mm. but I've never seen them so I think they don't exist I do that with actors as well I'll watch a film with an actor what's the film La La Land who's in that uh, Ryan Gosling uh, the, who's the woman Emma Stone. Emma Stone. I was like, she is amazing. I hope she's having a good career. I googled her. She's won like nine Oscars and been in loads of films. <laughs> You've never and like, seen it in any Never notes. heard of her. Never heard of her. It's like, what's this song? She loves you. Yeah. Oh, these are great. Who's this? The Beatles. I, I hope they had like another. That film. I hope they had another hit. It, La La Land. No. no. Oh, I liked it. I just. I was like, yes, when's it going to start properly? That's how I felt. While I was all the way through it. <laughs> like, when's the good bit going to happen? Like the James Bond films. Mm, Remember just. Yeah, it was like one long introduction. I enjoyed it, but I was drinking heavily. (laughs) Uh, So, folks, thanks for listening, and we will be back next week with uh, our next subject. So, if you've got any any, uh, ideas on that, please get in touch. Because we've got loads. I I mean, highly qualified to discuss it. But we'll be back next week, folks, so thanks for listening. Yeah, speak to you next week. All look after yourselves. Take care of yourselves and each other. (laughs) 